Ready for a women-forward car dealership? Rudy Luther Toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales, management, and service. Whether you are looking for a new Toyota or pre-owned vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota has something for everyone. Every vehicle comes with a Luther Advantage. Ten cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations, Luther Advantage warranty, and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles. Located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis, off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. Want to join the team but don't know where to start? Visit RudyLutherToyota.com today. Welcome to Head Flyer Brewing. This is a special night. This is the Cheryl Reeves Show, and we're running it in conjunction with Lori Ramsey's annual winter wear drive. Lori does great work. Uh, she's going to come up later and, and tell you a lot of things she's already told the crowd here about uh, youth homelessness in Minnesota, especially during the winter. Uh, she's working in conjunction with the link, and she'll tell you all about that. She's already told the crowd here. We have a nice crowd here. Thank you for coming out on a slushy night. We really appreciate it. Uh, of course, I know you're here to hear from... Sh here. Yeah, give yourselves up a hand. Thank you. Uh, and I know you're here to hear from Cheryl Reeves. So, Cheryl, tell us everything you're going to do in free agency, what trades you're going to make. Just lay, <laughs> lay it all out for us right now. Well, we got a lot of work to do. I, that's the one thing I can tell you. We've, we've been busy uh, working on our, our staff, as you probably uh, have seen and heard. Um, and so we've been sort of bringing some things uh, to a close with our staff so we can hit the ground running here. Uh, free agency, the, the time period moved uh, than what we've known it to be before in that um, January 15th historically started our, uh, what I would call more of the administrative business of, it's called the, uh, the designation period where you send out qualifying offers to free agents that are eligible, you core designate if you, if you need to. That time period is now moved uh, a few days later. Uh, so we begin actual free agency where we can speak and negotiate to players on January 21st. Uh, so we will be, uh, we're already, as all teams are, we're all in the planning process and um, sort of jockeying for position in, in terms of what we think uh, the team needs. And, um, you know, you have your, your, uh, your, your plans. There are certainly going to be some trades. This is going to be a, a pretty busy offseason. I, I can tell you that. I think it's going to be pretty darn busy. We've already seen it. We, we've, uh, I don't know what the record is in terms of uh, some of the uh, administrative positions, the coaches, the general managers. We've had a lot of change with that before we've even gotten into uh, the, the player breaking news business. So uh, coaches had our fair share of breaking news, and uh, I think that the player business is going to be pretty active. I want to talk about Claire DeWilius. We've talked about her probably, likely, kind of we knew she was going to promote her, but we haven't really talked about it actually happening. Uh, tell us about her career, her kind of ascension into the into a position where you would want her to be your general manager? Well, Claire couldn't be here tonight because as soon as I promoted her, she went on vacation. Uh, so she is on a flight to uh, Arizona. Uh, no, but, but Claire, anybody that's been uh, around the links at all, um, even for a second, understands Claire's impact 
uh, on our franchise since 2014. I always say that uh, Claire is one of the best free agents that, that we've ever signed. She was 25 when we signed her, just young, and, and I still remember her interview. She does too, uh, where her closing part, she was so excited about this, where she showed me a video uh, where on YouTube where she was hitting a shot, and uh, she was trying to correlate that, hitting the shot, the big moments, as what she would want uh, as, as, a, as an executive. And, and uh, Claire very, very quickly um, spoke my love language. Uh, that was that was probably more than anything that Claire quickly understood my thirst for attention to detail, and Claire is an adopted Virgo. Uh, she's not a. I don't know if you know Virgos. Anybody have Virgos in your lives? Okay, Virgos. Um, we we uh, we obsess uh, over some of the details and, and many other wonderful things um, uh, that, that Virgos are. But Claire is an adopted Virgo, and and um, you know she started the thing with just being really organized um, and timely, and and got really good at sort of you know seeing a situation before it happened, knowing you know what she should do. Terrific resource for players. Uh, players really gravitated towards her, uh, and so just each year she just would take on more. You know, our philosophy is bite off as much as you want to chew. You know, if you want to be involved in things, jump in, um, whether it's under your job responsibilities or not. And, and uh, Claire has done that. You know, each year she's added something. And then a few years ago, uh, when, when she was named assistant general manager, um, we have the conversation like I do with most of the staff. What do you want to do in life? Where do you want to go? How can I help you? What's five years from now? What, you know, what can we do uh, to help you grow? And, uh, and she said, I want to you know, maybe be in the front office. And so we started down that path. And, and uh, Claire's just been you know, tremendous. And, and now she gets to wade into a territory of uh, a lot more responsibility in decision-making and uh, ideating. Uh, and there's a lot that goes into uh, formulating a roster. And so instead of being a facilitator in those areas, she's now going to be uh, that spot that you've seen her behind the bench keeping deflections for so many years is not, it's going to be vacated. Now she's going to be sitting uh, in a spot now watching players and, and our own players and evaluating, obviously, and then other teams and, and just help us. Uh, you know, we, we want to be, be a great team. I, I, I don't ever want to um, sort of downplay that. A lot of people kind of think that you shouldn't, you know, build those expectations. There's some people that shy away from that. I don't ever want to do this without wanting to be great. And, and uh, uh, Claire is going to help us in that regard. And you have a very loyal fan base, and they got spoiled. You won four titles in seven years, went to another finals. What, how realistic is it to get back to playing for championships when you have to deal with the issues you have to deal with? I think it's very realistic, and, and I don't ever want our fans to, to, to want something different than that. Uh, prior to those championship years, there were non-playoff seasons. There was one playoff series, I think, that they were in. So who wants that? Uh, there's just a 12-team league. And so the possibilities are real for every single team uh, because you have the, the competition is much fewer when you have 30 teams, when it, it's a lot harder to climb that. Um, and, and, and not only that for us, I and mean, we have a franchise that's desirable. Um, the leadership that Glenn Taylor and Becky Taylor have provided for the franchise, the way that they've treated us, uh, our first-class facilities, we've got the best in the league. We have a lot to sell. We've got legends that are on the staff, and, and Rebecca Brunson and Katie Smith, and um, there's just a lot. And, and uh, you know, players like Nafisa Collier that, that uh, free agents will want to play with. Uh, so there's, there's a lot uh, to be excited about, and, and the expectations should be high. And, uh, you know, to, to say that, hey, we're going to be a contender this season,
season. Uh, I don't know what the roster is going to look like. Damn well could be, uh, uh, or you know, we'll be a part of a process. And and uh, but but I want to be uh, not just a playoff team. I want to be a good team. And and we've been that even after. You know, a lot of people say, well, you haven't won since, you know, Maya Moore or since, you know, no, we have won. We, we were in the semifinals in the bubble. Y'all just didn't see us down there. Uh, we had a really good team and a lot of uh, a lot of player or a lot of people before the start of that season said we weren't going to be a playoff team. Uh, and maybe even our own staff might have said that. And, and we had a group that just went out there and showed us what that chemistry playing with and for each other and that love that you have. Uh, we overcame so much, and, and we were uh, fourth in that season and then third uh, in 2021. So 2022 was, was a season that um, is, is not the norm, is not going to be the norm. Um, I didn't like how we did it, and uh, we're not going to go down that path again. And uh, I think fans should be really excited about 2023. I have one more big-picture question for Cheryl, then we're going to start bringing some guests up again to some different topics. Uh, we're very lucky all of you here, we're especially lucky to have Rebecca Brunson here with us today. Uh, we also have, yes, please give her a hand. Uh, as you know, great on TV, analyzing the Wolves on our way to the Hall of Fame, uh, winning has won more titles than any other WNBA player, now on uh, Cheryl's staff. Uh, great future, whatever way she wants to go. We have Andre Yak, who uh, is the president and founder of the Minnesota Aurora, which I think is the sports story of the year. She'll be, she's going to visit with us. And uh, we have the Talk North team here. We have uh, Brianne Burdett. We have Brandon Morton helping run, in the, run the show. They do a great job for our network. The network is talknorth.com. If you like other sports, check it out. We have something for you. We have outdoor content, everything else. Uh, thank you all for helping us grow. Thanks to our many sponsors. Uh, Gloria Ramsey, of course, successful marketing group and her new ventures. Uh, we have uh, All Energy Solar. We have Rudy Luther Toyota, one of our biggest sponsors. Uh, TSR Injury Law. Uh, Realtor Cara Quinn. And... And now, Headflyer Brewing hosting this show, which we really appreciate. Headflyer Brewing sponsors the John Krasinski Show. That's our Timberwolves show on the network. Uh, we did the John, John Show here to kick off the season. Had a great time here. Headflyer is just ideal. It's ideal for a lot of things. It's ideal for this kind of a show. So thank you very much to Headflyer Brewing. We are at 861 East Hennepin Avenue. Uh, it's easy to get to. There's lots of parking. There's lots of space. In the summer, there's a beautiful patio. You can bring your dogs out on the patio. It's... it's Great beer, great atmosphere. So thank you again, Head Flyer Brewing. My last big picture question for you before we invite Rebecca up is, you know, I cover all the teams. And one thing that always strikes me is it's really hard for a franchise to change its personality. Uh, you can, they can change all the people and that franchise still kind of feels and acts the same way. How did you change the way the Minnesota Lynx operated when you first got here? Well, and I, th I think you, you can change it. And, and um, I, th I think, as we saw, uh, the quality of the people um, in terms of not just, you know, like, like obviously if you're around Rebecca, you know the quality of the individual and the, the way that she conducts herself daily as a person. Obviously, her family um, would have a lot to be proud of. It's not, it's, it goes well beyond that. Uh, it's the competitive drive, the passion uh, that, that someone like, like Rebecca possesses innately to her. Uh, Rebecca was drafted number nine in, in the WNBA draft in, what year? Two. <laughs> you just in, Google it. We don't have to say it. You just Google it. So, but, but, and, and I say that to say that um, 
not many number nine picks, if you go back and look at the history of number nine picks, won five championships. Matter of fact, none of them none. did. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, but what, what happens is players like Rebecca, um, people look for, and uh, you know a guy that talks about this, David Berry, uh, they're so focused on scoring. And, and the game is obviously so much more than that. Uh, Simone Augustus was a great scorer. And, and as, a, as a rookie, you know, 22 points a game, whatever it was, and just scored, 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 but never was in the playoffs. Uh, made every all-star game, uh, but was never in the playoffs. And so what was needed for this, this franchise was an understanding of the values uh, that it takes to be successful to win a game um, and the priorities. Obviously, now you go look and... Um, I'd like to think that Lindsay Whalen's career, while you know she was off to a great start, uh, when she came to Minnesota and played with this team, she she you know her career went to to new heights. Uh, that was true for Rebecca Brunson. Uh, so I think this convergence of all these people, these players that all wanted the same thing, the most special thing, and Rebecca might have an opinion on this that's different, but for me the most special thing was this group loved being together and truly cared about one another truly, truly cared about the success of the next person. And, and when you have that, and it's rare, it's, it's hard to find today, that many players. Uh, matter of fact, with the salary cap today, it might be hard uh, to have kept the group that we kept uh, for so long. Um, you know, who do you give your super maxes to? And, you know, da 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 and all this kind of stuff. Um, we had a situation where this group cared about the team, the success of the team. Uh, how we did it mattered. Uh, those are things I'm most proud of. Is not we didn't just win, uh, we won with great people that just loved, loved playing the game of basketball and loved playing with and for each other, uh, and that's what made it special. And that's what our fans could feel. Our fans could feel that every time they showed up, um, and they and it, that's contagious. It's contagious behavior, and so you change your culture when you have people that are contagious in a good way, uh, and that are willing to give up themselves for the good of the team. And honestly, the, the pool of players, when you're out there uh, looking for players in a draft or in free agency, the pool is a lot smaller for those players than it is than, than, than the rest. And that's, that's the difficulty is you have to, you have to get those players. Um, and so um, that, that's a, I guess that's a long answer to uh, having great players really helped uh, you know, us, us, us be so successful. How many Hall of Famers are we going to have? Um, it was just an, a special time, incredible time. And, and I think these guys talked about it a lot. We would sit around and just go, are you serious? Like, how did we all end up here? Like, how did this happen? I remember down in Atlanta, one of the championships, and I think Whalen was two sheets to the win. Actually, that was the name of the, the place we were at. Two <laughs> but, uh, but just, you know, it, it was not lost on us uh, how special it was that, that we were all together and just incredible time. And, uh, and we can get back to that. It's going to look different. That's what things people need to understand. It doesn't have to look the same. If the beauty of it was that was them. You know, the next time it's, it's going to be different. It's going to be different people in the way we do it. And that's okay. Nafisa Collier's leadership is going to look a lot different than, than the other group. Um, and, but Nafisa Collier has a really good roadmap and, and we've got... Uh, someone like Rebecca Brunson that's able to, you know, to, to, to drop knowledge. We call her the bishop for a reason. Rebecca, could you, would you join us? Would the bishop join us? There she is. <laughs> By the way, uh, I remember covering your team in Atlanta when you won that first title. And the way it worked, you know, I had to write my story for the paper, then, then come back and find Whalen because she was going to be the next day's story. <laughs> and... Uh, 
two sheets to the wind is a nice way to put it. Uh, <laughs> Lindsay celebrated. Lindsay knew how to celebrate. That was not, not long after the game. No, yeah, no, it was yeah. like immediately yeah. after the game. Asia Wilson yes. thinks that she was the first to do it. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. It was Lindsay Whalen. We, uh, we got to a point where we learned, though. For her time. <laughs> right? Uh, she got to win a couple to learn. It's a way to do that. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining us, Rebecca. I appreciate it. Uh, you want to? You want? Why don't you conduct the interview? People would rather have you. Oh, you talk to Rebecca <laughs> than me. <laughs> like, what? All right. Well, let's, let's start with this. <laughs> All you, right. You have a lot going on. Yeah. You have the uh, the baked goods. You have the TV gig. You're the assistant on Cheryl's staff. Uh, you're, you have to carry around all those heavy rings everywhere you go. Uh, what, what's life like right now? Life is busy. I mean, you see, yep. this guy is probably the, the busiest of, of everything. But um, as, far, as far as Sweet Travai is, you know, we've been doing great. Turned it into, went from a waffle truck to a, a wholesale plant-based cookie company which has been good for us. Thank God I have Bobby who really runs the show. I don't, I don't think it would be alive right now if it wasn't for Bobby. Um, so she's Bobby's been doing... sure. She's not, I don't yes. think she's Bobby's uh, sure. She just calls me in for deliveries like, hey, can you go drop these off somewhere? I'm, sure. Got you, babe. Got you. Um, but that is doing very well. So we're excited about where that's going. And then everything else, I mean, I just get to study and talk about basketball all the time. You can't really beat that. Um, we get to talk about it on the men's game and be able to be a little bit of a, give the fans a little bit of insight into to what I see or what they may be missing with the Wolves and how they can improve. You got to be careful not to, not to get on them too harshly. Um, I'm but, always like, that's not really what she's thinking. I know exactly <laughs> what she wants to say right here. Got to tone it back, you know, be positive. But there are some, it, it's a fun year for, for the Wolves. I mean, they have a, a very talented team. Um, and they just have to work through some things. But there's a possibility that they could end up being really good. So you have to keep people excited about that. Um, but what's more exciting than that is what's happening on the link side. I mean, I think that I, I mean, it probably feels weird for some people to think about where the, the links were. And, you know, Cheryl just talked a little bit about how people say that we haven't been winning. Last year was really the only season where the Lynx weren't in the playoffs, right? And, and it sucked. And that leaves us in this special place where everybody who was a part of the, the old, they're gone, right? So now you have this thing that you could mold into whatever you want it to be. And that's a very special place. You don't have to, you don't have to be stuck in a certain system, a certain way of playing. You don't have to be glued to anything. It's very freeing. Um, so that allows us to, to get excited about just thinking about the possibilities of players that are available and what we can, can build. And that's exciting. I mean, that, that's an awesome place to be in. Every time I see Rebecca, she, she's saying, so what are we doing? What are we, <laughs> like, what are we, what do you yeah, want to talk what's about? What's it going to look like? What's it going to look like? What are we doing? So many options. I talked to Rebecca for a, a column and a podcast. She actually filled it on the Cheryl Reeves show. And one of the fun parts of the conversation was, okay, you, of course, you guys always looked unified, and you played as a team very well. You won championships. And Rebecca was saying, yeah, but you didn't always see the, what actually happened on the court. I mean, it, the reality is you're all competitive people, and, yeah. and I'm sure there's got to be competitive tension when you're practicing sometimes, right? I don't remember any. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 smooth sailing all the time. Sue smooth sailing. Um, well, you know what? The thing, like, what Cheryl just, just alluded to was 
the people that you bring into the organization and the people that you put on the team, right? If you're competitive, you're going to fight. You're going to argue. You're going to get pissed off. You're going to say that you should have did it this way and you should have been there and, and things didn't go perfect and you're going to take note of that because you want to be great, right? If we weren't good, then nobody would care. You just walk through practice like it was another day. You come in, you get your shots up, you go through the drills very nonchalantly, and at the end of it, you go home and do whatever it is you've been thinking about doing the entire practice, right, when you're not competitive. But it's when you are, um, you're going to fight against each other, but most importantly, you're going to fight for each other. And that's what you guys saw when it came down to game time. We did all the fussing and the fighting in the back and in practice to figure out how we were going to be great and how we were going to be our best. And then all of that energy was out of the way. When it came time to play, we were riding for each other 100% because we didn't yell at each other because we didn't care. We wanted the best out of each other, so we made sure that we stayed on top of everybody to make sure that things were going to go the way they needed to go. And the, the great thing about us was like when we looked around and said, how did we all get here? Right? Because we did care about each other. Like, I could still pick up the phone right now and call them. Like, no time has passed. Because those are, are my people. And that equates to winning. Whether people want to focus on it or not, like, I will, I will trade a little bit of talent for somebody that's going to give me everything that they have and that's going to care about me and, and sacrifice their self for the betterment of the team. I give a little bit of talent for that. See how good she is? <laughs> it's pretty incredible. You know, somebody should put her on TV. Somebody should put her on TV. I think mean, that's what should happen. I remember when it was your, your last season, um, and I, don't, I forget what year it was. It was 2018? 2018. 2018. And uh, I didn't know Rebecca was going to do this TV thing. And all of a sudden, well, you were on ESPN or something? Yeah, did the All the of a playoffs. sudden, she popped up, and, and I was like, how smart are they? I, don't, I didn't think people knew what I knew, that how much I counted on, on Rebecca to... Rebecca is so good at seeing a situation for what it is and putting words on it succinctly and clearly, as you can hear. Um, I, 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 forgive me if I've told this story. It's, it's, it's uh, one of my first aha moments and what I had in Rebecca. It was in 2010, and we were battling. We're trying to make the playoffs, and you know, I'm still getting heckled about our defense in the back. And, you know, like, we're, we're on a road trip. We're 6.30 in the morning in the airport. And, and we had lost the night before. And, and I'm like, captains, let's go. Let's get together. And so, you know, they're like, all right. And we kind of, we stay, we're just standing there in the airport. And what do you guys see? What do we need? And a couple people talked, you know. And I get to Rebecca. She said, coach, I just don't think we're good enough. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, what do, you, what do you mean? And then I walked away. I'm like, God damn, she's right. Like, we, you know, if I really look at this objectively, which was really hard for me, uh, but that was, you know, it was, that was the first moment. And it, there's been so many where I might be in a room and I'm listening to opinions and I can't wait to get to Rebecca's because I know it's just going to blow me away. And, and that's a gift. And, and uh, you know, that's, as I told her, I, I thought that that would be something that would be so valuable in the coaching profession. And, uh, really shows itself when, when she does, um, you know, her, her TV work. But it's, it's meaningful to players to, to hear from someone like this, knowing the path, her, what her journey has been. And I, I feel fortunate. I'm so glad that she, she said yes to, to coaching. Well, I'm so glad you reached out. I was hanging out. You were like, come on back into this thing. Like, Do you want to do this? That was great, yeah. It's been she a, was it's not been the amazing. player. There were a few other players that I thought might um, Rebecca wasn't one. I think maybe because I knew you had, you know, like this entrepreneur plans and 
And uh, so we weren't really talking coaching, and, and it just kind of just threw it out there. And here we are. Yeah. <laughs> what was it like to uh, see Lindsay go in? And do you have any good Lindsay Whalen stories that you can actually tell in front of people? Uh, no, I keep all those secrets to myself. Yeah. Um, but no, it was amazing. You know, I think that we were all a part of her journey and getting to the Hall of Fame. And, you know, I've seen her work through so much. I've seen her on the good days. I got to see her on the bad days. I got to see her a couple sheets to the wind. I got to see her in the morning with coffee. You know, I've seen so much of Waylon. And I was just so, I don't think, we, no one was surprised when it happened, right? Everybody knew that she was gonna be in the Hall of Fame. But I was, I was excited for her um, just to be able to, to get that recognition and for it not to be a day where somebody was talking about Sue Bird or somebody was talking about another point guard in the league and, and, and acting like Way was second fiddle because Way was never second fiddle. She was a monster. So I was glad that she got to feel that love in that moment. And then for a little bit, you know, since we've been through that journey with her, it was like, you kind of all make it. Like, we did this, to, you didn't do it alone, we did this together. Not to take anything away from her, but just to be able to celebrate with her. You know, that was one of the things that made us great as a team is celebrating everybody else's, success, everybody else's successes. So this was another opportunity for me to go and show face and celebrate the greatness of Way and be just genuinely happy for her and excited for her. Cause she's not somebody that's gonna overly get excited for herself, right? You gotta have to kind of do that for her. Um, so I was excited to be able to, to be there for her and just, just enjoy that moment. Like, I'm, I'm sure it's probably one of the proudest things, the, the proudest moments for her. I mean, I know I, I, I took the photo, they had like the photo day of her with her jacket and she had her little, <laughs> you know, her little look. And I saw the photo and I like took it to her like, way, like this is amazing. You know, she kind of eh, grinned a little bit, but I'm like, no. You did that. Exactly, you did that. Like, look at this. I'm sure Ben probably was gonna get it framed and put it somewhere embarrassing in the house, but. Um, Oh man, that was, that was a beautiful day. And I'm sure it's not gonna be the last day for, for Lynx players. And I'm gonna be right there for every one of them, just as excited and um, just sharing in all of their joys and their accomplishments. Well, Cheryl, did you like get a package of like five round trip flights? Just to, <laughs> just, you know, to do the budget, uh, the, to get the budget package for all of your future trips to the Hall of Fame? It's, uh, you're probably gonna have a lot of people going in. Well, I hope that Glenn has the same philosophy for each of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, he picked us up in his plane. Oh, wow. And, that was an experience. Uh, I don't his, think I this knew was that. really special. This was really special. He, he, it was, he was so, uh, he and Becky were so gracious. Uh, they were so excited uh, with the news. And they said, you know, invite everyone, you know, call all, the, all our teammates and, you know, let's figure out how we can get everybody there. And, and so, um, I was out in Las Vegas with USA Basketball, took a red eye back, uh, had about an hour, you know, got our families together, got our families yeah. together, and, and uh, uh, we, we, flew, we flew to Springfield and, and just enjoyed an incredible, incredible time together, and you could just see him beaming with pride. Uh, a lot of other NBA people there, and, and he was, you know, he, this, this has been really meaningful uh, for him, and and I think, you know, he, he's learned a lot, I think, in, in owning a WNBA team. Um, maybe gone to places that he never thought he would go. Uh, I don't mean geographically, I just mean in life. Um, and thought processes. And, um, and this, this was really special to him. This team is special to him and, and, and to Becky. And um, 
that day was is a day I'll never forget. You know, it was yeah. you know family like you got a kid, I got a kid, and yeah. you know and, and and you know just to bring it all together, it was just incredible, absolutely yeah, incredible. Yeah, well, I, I never, Wayne was like, "You did what? Uh-huh. You got, <laughs> I'm sorry. You, well, you, <laughs> how did you, you get here? <laughs> you say you wouldn't forget it, and it's really like talk about Glenn. I mean, I, I know that um, he he's gonna move on from from the organization in a little bit, but when you talk about him, it wasn't like he was the owner in the front and he was just doing his thing and he like brought us on his extras. He was like granddad on the plane, had Ollie on his lap, like rubbing his bag, you know. Playing cards. Hustling us in cards a little bit. But it was, that was, I mean, it, it is one of those experiences that, that you won't forget um, the day, just everything that it encompassed. And then to be able to get that glimpse into both their lives, into Wade's life and then into Glenn and Becky's lives, it, it was a special day. Let's not forget the Cold Stone Creamery visit. Wasn't right? that the Cold wild? Stone. Let's hear about it. Yeah. That just Ollie and Glenn having a yeah, this is before I got Olivia. Uh, before I before we started. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, I mean Glenn and Becky sitting there in Cold Stone with, with you know the kids, uh, you know, having ice cream. Um, that was on a break in between the, the reception it business the, and the, the reception was too fancy. For Glenn, he was like, I'm going next door. Go get some cold stone. Get cold stone. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. He could it. put it down, the cold stone. He, he, was, <laughs> he was right in there. And by the way, thank you to Olivia for sponsoring the show. And, uh, and yes, Olivia. Now uh, Cheryl Reeve is a... Yes, go ahead. Shout out to Heather uh, and her family, Dan and, and Olivia, that are here. Thank oh, you for being here and supporting us. Excellent. Um, I was telling somebody earlier that, uh, you know, covering your first championship, one of the coolest, funnest things was, like, I cover your final game, write that story, then I tell Waylon, hey, I got to do something big on you. And she's like, just come back in the locker room when you're done writing, whatever, we're going to be here. And you, you all were still there. And interviewing Lindsay Whalen after a couple of bottles of champagne is something I recommend to everyone. <laughs> Because she's already funny. Oh, I was yeah. going to say, how much did it actually change, though? Because way on in any moment can seem like she's a bottle that, deep. That, that's very true. Uh, that I, I don't know. If, that was quite a scene in your locker room. It was. It was. I'm proud of it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rebecca, thank you. We appreciate it. And I, I think we'll be talking about you in the Hall of Fame one of these days. That will be a lot of fun. Uh, you're having quite a career as it is. Uh, any, anything you want to plug? Anything you want to say before we let you go? No, I mean, you plugged everything. Um, cool. I do. I would say about the Sweet Travide, just in ordering those, because we do want to get as much as we can to give to the youth here that need it. You know, we were at the first, the first um, event for this, and I think that it, it really matters to us. So I don't know how much you all have donated or how much you, even if it's not about the cookies or about Sweet Travide, Whatever it is that you guys can do to help to make sure that everybody is warm this winter. You know, we just came in from outside, and this is a mild day. Um, and you do get cold really, really quickly. So whatever it is, how big, how small, everything matters. Everything can help. Just make sure that you keep that in mind. And even if you don't donate today, continue to reach out to the organizations and make sure that when something does come up and you do have the option to donate, that you make sure that, that you keep that in mind. Thank you so much, Rebecca Brunson. Please give her a hand. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you, baby. Always good to see you. Uh, we're going to have Andre Yak, the uh, president and founder of Minnesota Aurora, 
come up in a little bit. Let's talk a little more hoops here, though. By the way, thank you to all of our sponsors. Uh, thank you to Livia, which has been a big supporter of Cheryl's, a big supporter of this show. Uh, thank you to Rudy Luther Toyota, Successful Marketing Group, which is Lori Ramsey's organization. Uh, we'll have Lori up here later to talk about everything she's doing in terms of uh, uh, this event and her, her good works. Thanks to All Energy Solar, thanks to TSR Injury Law, and thanks to uh, Realtor Cara Quinn. Uh, so how dramatic do you think this February is going to be for you? For me personally? I uh, know, for the oh. team moves. So well, you like Valentine's well, Day or yeah, something? Let's, well, like, no, let's, let's make it about you. thought you were getting personal. Let's no. make it about you. Um, you. Tell me whatever you're going to be doing in February. Uh, probably going to be traveling uh, abroad. Um, and uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be hitting it. We're we're excited. Um, I can't obviously tell you exactly. Uh, what you we're can doing. tell us. We won't tell I anybody. Mean, yeah, yeah. We too many people listen. We have the opposing teams listen so they can figure out what's happening in Lynxland. So um, no, I mean February is gonna be February is the the start of signing. So February one, February one. Hopefully, uh, you know we're gonna be start getting some you know some good news. Although I think. It could be a little different than in years past because I think that there'll be some uh, cap cap clearing uh, moves that I'll have to make for for some things to happen. Uh, and those things could take some time. Um, you know, there, there's there's already some changes that we know are going to happen with some other teams that's going to create uh, sort of a domino effect. And um, so we're just we're exploring everything. And that's I think you know Rebecca hit the nail on the head that there's a level of excitement about. Um, you know, not, not having Sylvia Fowles, that's not exciting. Uh, but the reality is that, um, you know, that things don't last forever. And, and Sylvia is on a beach in Costa Rica um, enjoying life. And, um, you know, and, and the links must go on. And so, you know, we're excited about, you know, what we can do in terms of, you know, putting this team together. And there's, there's a lot of good players out there. And then a lot of them um, find Minnesota to be desirable. So we're, we're going to you know, we're, we're going to be aggressive. What's next for your Team USA duties? Team USA, we're going to have uh, another training camp uh, in 2023. Uh, as you know, we're Paris 2024. Uh, so we have a couple more times together before we compete in the, in the, uh, in the Summer Olympics in 2024. And how, will you take us through the roster selection process? How, how long does it take? Uh, how much do you have an idea right now of who you want? Um, you know, those, those are things I wish I could tell you that, that fell to me. I'm not the general manager of the USA basketball. Uh, I'm actually now the president of basketball operations. Um, the, uh, Pobo, I think they just call Pobo? me Pobo. Yeah. Um, and so. Do you like being called Pobo? I don't mind. Okay. I don't mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Biggest thing, I don't know if you guys, um, heard, um, when I was, uh, when, when Glenn and Becky were gracious enough to, to elevate me to the president of basketball operations, I told them, you know, it. Certainly would look great on a resume, but really, really important was my status at home. Um, in that, I don't know if you know, uh, Carly Knox is the president of business operations. I was simply the general manager for years. And Oliver had an epiphany, and she's like, he said, but that means mommy's the boss. She's the president. And I went, oh, my gosh. So I've not been the boss uh, in my house. And so it was really, I told Glenn it was really important. Um, I'd pay him uh, to, to do it just to give me the darn title. Uh, so now we're on, on equal footing. Where were we going, Jim? What was the question? I just think we need to have Carly and Oliver come up for a rebuttal here. Uh, 
So the title didn't mean anything to you at all is what you're trying it to didn't, say. It didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want the money. I wanted the title. That's what I told him. At what point in your career did you think that you might want to have that kind of a title and those kind of duties? Um, you know, I, I've just been a coach for so long, you know, and, I'm, and I, um, I, I like my coach title to be first. Um, I'm, I'm coach and whatever, coaching, because uh, I think that's what I'm always going to be. I feel um, the other stuff is, is um, you know, opportunity that came when, when Roger uh, retired, and um, it's, it's, uh, it is challenging, and, and, you know, whether this is something I'll always want to do, um, I do think about ownership. Um, I, I, you know, the title and money would have been good. I just got the title, um, you know, to, to try to maybe be an owner one day. Um, and, like, and like soon? Soon. Uh, but no, I think, you know, when, when, you're, when you're coaching, you know, and, and, and think about the times, and I don't know how Rebecca felt, because I know they were playing in, in Minnesota and then running off to Europe and in Asia and playing and, uh, but it just was always a sprint, and I've never been really good about kind of stopping and thinking, you know, what what else I want to do. It's more about just opportunities that come along, and you go, yeah, I want to do that, and you, and you get and you jump in there. So um, I do think about a little bit more. It's probably an age thing, uh, where I'm as I tell Carly, I'm closer to the end uh, than I am to the beginning. Um, you know, that sounds pretty dire, um, but, but it's, um, it's true. You know, you, you know, I've been 30 plus years in this profession, uh, and that's crazy. I know I don't look, you know, more than 40, but... Um, I was just going to say that. Yeah, starting when I was 10, you know, so... Um, but yeah, it's, it's uh, you, you start to think about, um, I can't envision retirement. I can't, I can't envision doing nothing. Um, you know, there are times that that you kind of go, you spend a day of, you know, not working and you just, you're getting so much done. You think, well, maybe I could be in retirement, but that doesn't last very long. After a week, you're, you're really wanting to, to get into something. So I think I'm somebody that's probably going to work um, and, and want to be involved in basketball in some way. Um, and, and I think uh, ownership would be a great path at, at some point. Uh, we're going to have more teams. Uh, we're going to have more women owners. You know, this thing is going to be really exciting as, as uh, we get into the next 10, 20 years at WNBA. How do you become an owner? Uh, money. Uh, so how do you get desire? the money? How do you get the money? Uh, uh, well, that's... I the, mean, other, other I than podcasting, if... how do you get the money? <laughs> you talking to me personally? Like, what's my path? No, I think, I mean, you know, you could, you could do it different ways, right? Like, you could have partners, you know, people that, that already have you know, the means uh, and maybe need the know-how and that sort of thing. There's different paths. Uh, there's different, you know, I think that ownership is going to take on, on uh, you know, different forms. Um, you know, whether you end up having a team like Green Bay where, you know, the fans are the stockholders, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. Um, but I think, uh, you know, there's different ways. But, you know, at the core of it is money and, uh, you know, saving. And, and, you know, I tell Oliver when he wants the, you know, the the next thing on Injustice 2, the next character. I tell him I can't, that we're, we're trying to own a team, WNBA team. And so um, he wants me to think more short-term than long-term. But so told him we got to balance that out a little bit. So Oliver's the key. Oliver's I, I, the key. I kind of figured that would yeah. be the case. Uh, he said, Mom, how much money do you think I cost you? He asked me that one day. How much money would you have if I didn't ask for all these things? I said, well, buddy, I'd probably own a team right now. That's exactly right. You might own two. <laughs> Speaking of your home life, uh, I've got to see photos of uh, your crafts, 
your your Christmas uh, decorations. <laughs> this this no seriously, this is impressive. Uh, now I think, woodworking. I, I think crafts is kind of sounds okay. Yeah, woodworking is better. You're right, woodworking. woodworking. But I mean, you should you, you should all come up here and look at her phone and see all the pictures, or, or bother Carly because it's pretty impressive. Now, who would you say is better at that? Uh, Carly's putting, Carly's the painter artist. I thought uh, that would be the answer. Much yeah. much better. I'm yeah. the jigsaw. Okay. Car- it scares the hell out of Carly to, to hear the. Yeah, I'm, the sure, the I'm sure when you start doing that, everyone leaves the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, we're a good team. Oliver's a, a good painter. So we, last year, so I was really channeling my, my childhood, as we all do. We get to a certain point and go, oh, my gosh, who am I being right now? Last year, I remember my childhood. My dad, um, he, he was a DIY kind of a guy. He didn't have any money, so we had to do everything ourselves. And, and uh, he always could... You know, it was plywood everywhere. He was always making something out of plywood. And I remember uh, around the holidays, he, he, we had a, this, uh, this wooden structure of a sled and, and the reindeer. And, and it was up on the roof, on the, on the peak of the roof. And I don't know how the heck he did it. And I just remember thinking, I'm not doing that. I don't know how he did that, but I'm not doing that part. Uh, but I got, you know, you have a kid and you start to kind of go, I want him to have what I had. Like, I love that. And, and it was last year and went and got some plywood and got my projector out and uh, found what I wanted. Uh, certainly not anything that I, that I draw, I cheat, and I project a, uh, an image up there, and you, you know, kind of trace it out, and you jigsaw it. Then I bring it in the house, and it gets painted. And then <laughs> drive in front of our house, and you'll see the end result. And uh, this year, we added uh, my mother-in-law, who's here, uh, and, and, um, and David. Um, we welcomed them to the neighborhood with uh, our Newest creation of Snowy, a snowman, a wooden snowman. Oh, I got to see that. that. We cut out. It was beautiful. Carly painted it, and then my favorite, the we added the Grinch, a peeking Grinch over the fence. So, that was my favorite when you showed me the photos. Yes, that's pretty good. So it was suggested that we should sell these things, but Carly takes about two weeks to paint <laughs> one. So I said, You're, the painting is going to have to happen faster if we're going to make a living at this. This is kind of tough. She's very talented, though. <laughs> I'm just shocked that you would actually put on your boss hat and tell her to work faster. Oh, yeah. I mean, very surprised by that. Yeah, there's a reason why she's in the house and I'm in the garage yeah. in these projects. So. Uh, one more basketball question, then uh, Andre Yak, the, uh, one of the founders, president of the Minnesota Roar, is going to come up, up and join us, friend of both of ours. I'd love to hear from her. Um, Nafisha Collier, so the year where you know, she has her baby, she comes on and plays at the end of the year. Uh, and now she's looking at her first time playing without uh, Sylvia Fowles next to her. What, what's her game going to look like? Rebecca shared with me that um, she had a nice conversation. Fee, Fee's been in town doing uh, uh, marketing, so she's uh, got a team marketing agreement. I don't know if you guys know much about those things, that players have options now rather than going overseas to supplement their income. Uh, so she's been in market, in and out of market, doing different things, and... Working on her game is one of them, uh, but uh, Nafisa and Rebecca had a conversation on her recent stop here in Minneapolis, and I'll let you take it from there. Yeah, Fee, I mean, first Fee's in a good place. Yeah, I think we saw her last year um, for, what, four games at the end of it. Fee worked really hard to get herself in and the spaces she was in, but now I think that she understands that she wants to take her, her game to another level, right? She understands that there's some things she needs to work on. And we had a really good conversation about, all right, Fee, you going into what, year five, four? Year four for her? Five. Five? People figured you out a little bit, right? So 
what's next? We know that you have mastered certain things about your game, but now it's time for you to grow. And she understood that. So there are some things she, she knows that she wants to be a better ball handler. She wants to be able to create different shots for herself. We know the step through is patent. Right. Right? She has that thing on lock, but she wants to be able to do other things. She wants to be able to work on her shot. So we talked a lot about you know, her breaking down her shot a little bit. Sometimes when it's not, not completely broken, you stick with it, right? Because, you know, fee shot is not broken, so she sticks with that. But there are little things that she understands now that she could do to take that thing to another level where she could be more consistent. So this season I'm expecting Fee to continue to play with the energy and the effort, which is built inside of Fee, and she's always going to do certain things. But I feel like she's going to take some time this offseason to, to hone her, her craft and to, to grow her game a little bit. And she understands that five years in, you're the vet. Like, this, you're a, a leader. And as much as you are going to love on and embrace everybody, you have to be someone that's going to have an accountability factor. And she understands that, too. So there's going to be a lot of things with Fee that are going to shift. Not necessarily change, but shift a little bit this year as far as her understanding her leadership role. She doesn't have Seal to look at like, you tell him. You know, when you want somebody to tell them, Fee, it's you. You the one to tell them. Um, so her leadership is going to grow a little bit, and then her game is going to continue to grow as well. Did she talk about defense at all? She did not. <laughs> not, a, not a single thing. Not a single thing. But we were chipping No, we missed her defensively. Her. You know we missed her. Yeah, we I missed mean, her no, defensively. Fee things, you know, yeah. just getting in the yeah. way and making yeah. plays and, and cutting and, and getting, you know, using her lint to, to be a – a problem defensively. Those are things, those are fee things. Yeah. What struck me is when she did play for at the end of last year, you knew she wasn't, you know, in her ideal shape or anything. I just thought she made so much difference tipping passes, being in the mm -hmm. right place, uh, you know, being smart offensively. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I just, it, it was fun to watch her even when you knew she wasn't herself yet. Yeah. yeah. You miss that basketball player yeah. that yeah. fee is. She, she knows how to play the game and she's yeah. going to do things instinctively um, that she doesn't have to think about. They just happen. So even when she's not in the best physical shape, there are gifts that she just has and she's always going to bring. And those are some of the things that you got to see in that short stint that, that she got to play last year. And people love to play with her. I know yeah. when she yeah. just started practicing with us and how it just lifted, lifted our team and they, oh man, we miss Fee. Uh, so that's, that's really special. And, and uh, you know, that's a, that's a face of the franchise who's ready. You know, like, like Rebecca said, she's ready for it. She was a top 10 player, you know, before... Uh, missing last season, and, and, uh, and like you said, it's hard, it's hard to, to be that player. It's hard to be top ten in this league, and, and you've got to add to your game and as people have, you know, figure things out. And, and uh, you know, she's got, I think one of the first times I saw her, she said, I miss it so much. I miss basketball so much. I can't wait to, to get back in the gym. And so I think we have a really hungry player on our hands oh, as yeah. well. She's, she's, the, she's the one that you don't have to, to seek her out. Yep. She's coming to you like, hey, I want to get, hey, can we get into the gym? Hey, I want to get better. Hey, I want to do these things. You know, there are some players that don't have that. you like, you going to answer my call? <laughs> Hello? Haven't seen you. <laughs> he is not that player, so it's going to be a good year for her. And I, I just think from, you know, an outside perspective, she was an Olympian, and I think your opinions are, are consensus. Everything she can get even better. Yeah, no question about it. 100%. Well, thank you, Rebecca. Appreciate it. Yes, uh, yes.
Sete Coley is a family-owned Twin Cities-based home remodeling real estate and property management company offering personalized service and outstanding client care. Sete Coley means seven hills and not in the seven hills of Rome, Italy. They provide home remodeling, realtor services, property management, and they also offer wraparound services. If you're a homeowner considering a home improvement project, CARA can help you evaluate the impact of a remodel on your home's market value. If you're a prospective home buyer, CARA can help you assess the cost and logistics of updating the home you buy. If you plan on selling your home, CARA can guide you in, a, in preparing your home for the market, can even send a crew to carry out the work, ensuring that your home stands out from the competition. If you're interested in purchasing an investment property, CARA can help you find a profitable deal. And if you wish, can manage the property for you from tenant placement and turnover to property management. Of course, I use CARA to sell my house, to prep my house, to stage my house. Uh, she's great at all this stuff. I highly recommend it. Check them out at settecolimn.com. That's S-E-T-T-E-C-O-L-L-I-M-N.com. Check them out at Facebook and on Instagram. Thank you to Glory and Successful Marketing Group. They created and managed all the social media for The Cheryl Reeve Show. If you're looking for a social media for your business, I would highly recommend you contact her at glory at successfulmarketinggroup.com. Uh, thanks, Glory's been a big asset to the network and this show all along. Highly re recommend working with her. Hi, this is Cheryl Reeve from the Minnesota Lynx for Livia Weight Control Centers. This holiday season, Livia Weight Control Centers wants to help you give yourself the gift of good health. Don't wait. Get started on your New Year's goals today and save 50%. You can lose up to 10 pounds or more in your first two weeks and up to two pounds per week thereafter. Give yourself the gift of good health and save 50% when you join the Livia program today. Visit Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com, or call 855-GO-LIVIA. Happy holidays from Livia voted Minnesota's best weight loss center for the second year in a row. The Inflation Reduction Act has raised the federal solar investment tax credit from 26 to 30 percent. That's a fantastic opportunity for residents and businesses to invest in solar. The rebate includes solar power with battery backup. There may be additional solar incentives depending on the location of the property. Solar power with battery backup can keep your lights on and heat running when a summer or winter storm hits. Solar and electric vehicle are the perfect pair. Kick fossil fuels to the curb at home and on the road by using solar power to power your EV at home or provide them as a service to your business employees and customers. Now's a great time to secure your spot for next year's installation. Might want to act soon. According to some studies, one in four homeowners want to invest in solar within the next five years, but the grid is limited capacity. Grab your opportunity while you can before someone else does. Go to allenergysolar.com. Andre Yak, you available? Come up and see us. Thanks again to Rebecca Brunson, and welcome to Andre Yak, president, founding member of the Minnesota Aurora. I got to go out and see a bunch of their games last year. It, it was just a, a blast. Great atmosphere, beautiful spot. Uh, thank you and congratulations to the Vikings for you know letting you guys use that field. It was perfect for you. It was a great place to see games. Hey, how are you? Good to see you. I'm good, and I, I just want to say thank you because now I finally get to say directly to Cheryl and Rebecca what I've said to you I don't even know how many times, that we would not be here without you. We, oh. we, I can remember when you started the links and created this women's council. I don't even know what it was called, right? And you went out and you hit up all the women in town and said, and I don't know if it was you personally. I wasn't but it, here for that. Okay. I, I'll take credit, but, but I wasn't But they started wasn't. this women's council and they yeah. said, you guys got to yeah. come in yeah. and support us. Do you remember this, Jim? Yes. Yeah. 
And we ripped a page from that book. We ripped a page Very from cool. every other one of your books. But the one thing we didn't have to do because you had already done it is we didn't have to convince the media to come to our games because you have been telling them to do that for a long time, right? Women's sports are worth watching. They're fun. Come try it. And so we opened and everybody showed up. Very cool. And I just, we're so grateful for what you've done. heck of an inaugural season. <laughs> I mean, you. where do you go from here? <laughs> I, well, I was telling Jim earlier, there are now 66 teams in the league wow. for next year, for 2023. Wow. There was 44 last year. So getting to the championship game is going to be hard um, with 66 teams. They just started a whole division in California. So it's going to be hard to get to the championship, but... We just want to keep delivering a fun product and making sure Sounds our fans like are having fun. You're sandbagging a yeah, little bit. <laughs> <laughs> lower I actually, I stay very, I don't know how it works with you and Carly. I actually stay very far away from the actual soccer Yeah. because no one wants me making soccer decisions <laughs> at all. Well, I feel that way about Carly. I don't know how she, <laughs> she I'm just kidding, kidding, kidding. We're going to have to have a rebuttal. Carly's going to have to come up here now. I think she needs her own show. Yes. Yeah, yeah we can do that. Yep. We and actually, Rebecca, wherever she went, she actually hosted our yeah. very first event. So we needed an MC. I wanted it to be a woman. I wanted it to be very somebody cool. that was comfortable. And I, I didn't know Rebecca that well, but my son went to Georgetown, and she went to Georgetown, and we're both from the East Coast. And so she actually came out and introduced us for the very first time. So it's fun to be here with both of you. Awesome. I, did you two know each other before... We were in different circles. Yeah. We had met through, so Chris Hockey is a good mutual friend. We've done some stuff there, but not as well as, um, frankly, her and Carly have been huge supporters this year. They came out to our first game. I remember, yeah. um, But also just offered help at every turn, which is really amazing to have that support from champions in the market, you know, people that are doing it really well. I I don't want to put you on the spot. I know, you know, you guys have a lot of hopes and plans. but just in general terms, what, what's next? Is there, is there something on the table for next, or is it just keep going the way you're going well, right Well, I now? just heard Cheryl say that she would like to be an owner. And if it doesn't Ooh. have to be a basketball team, I have a soccer team. <laughs> so if you don't care, I know Carly would be happy about a soccer team. <laughs> she so, would. Yeah. Um, we, what's next is, well, we're five years in this league, in the amateur league that we're in. Um, but we've clearly demonstrated there is a hunger for professional soccer for women in this market. So our, our goal is to go pro. Um, but as you said about going, you know, having a team in the WNBA, it requires money. Um, if it required energy and effort and passion, we would both have teams. Um, but right now we're in the process of trying to stabilize the organization, make sure we were profitable in our first year, which is amazing. Um, we did numbers that would compete with professional women's soccer across the United States in attendance and merchandise sales and sponsorship. Again, you banging the drum about sponsors coming on board too. Um, so, by the way, profitability is only a measuring stick for women's sports. Yes, yes, not exactly. For, not for men's sports, but yep. I'm happy that you profited. Yes. Um, so we hope we, we are going to continue to build a strong foundation as an amateur team and then keep one hand over here trying to go pro. But as I have just learned, it's a lot harder to do that than I thought it was. And people that you're asking to give you a lot of money need more than a really fun conversation over a beer. They actually need documents and things like that. So the three months, well, for me, three months is like a lifetime to put together an event or an idea or a marketing campaign. Turns out when you're asking people for a lot of money, three months is not enough time. So we're going to regroup and... uh, Half the staff is focused on the 2023 season, and then others of us are working on what we need to do to go pro. Take me back to the moment 
when the gates opened for the for your opener? It was um, we were just all crying. It was it was when we were inside the gates. If anybody's been out to the Egan uh, Twin Cities Orthopedic Facility. You can see through the gates, it's, um, you know, bars. So we were standing inside the gates and we were getting calls from security saying, we need to open the gates early. I was like, why do we need to open the gates early? And the line was so long for people to come into the game. I just got chills again saying it. And we looked out and there were so many people. And so this thing that we had made up with, you know, no real money and no superstars, people were lined up to come into our game. So we opened the gate and people just came rushing in to buy merchandise and to find their seats and to just be there. And so for our championship game, we ended up opening the gates an hour earlier than we had all season because we added more seats to the game and we wanted to make sure everybody could get into the building. But when we were standing there, you know, just normal citizens watching 6,000 people show up for something that we made up the year before. It was, it was the best feeling I've ever had. And I've done some really cool things in my career, but watching that and being like, wow, this is real. Like, we really did it. And then we started winning, and yeah. Then we were off the playbook. Yeah, it was, it was a great season. And I just, lo I mean, on top of everything else, I just thought you guys nailed it with the setting. You know, to have that beautiful place uh, and the views out across the pastures and, and Minnesota summer and you're playing as the sun's going down. It was just gorgeous. Yeah, and I was lucky because I had done some work with the International Champions Cup, so I had seen the facility in 2018, um, really before it opened to the public. The Vikings were just moving in. So when we started looking for a place, my big thing was I wanted somewhere that had a liquor license, right? So there's a lot of great facilities in town, but I, I wanted people to be able to have a beer and um, you know, relax at a game. And that really narrows down your choices pretty quickly when you want a liquor license. And I knew that the Vikings' intention was to use that stadium year-round. And because of the pandemic, they hadn't got there. So that was my first call. And they not only were they thrilled to have us, they were such an amazing partner for us. So again, we didn't expect that many people. They ramped up security. They ramped up concessions. They put in more parking. They opened extra fields all of which were things we didn't know. You know, I didn't know, I just knew I needed more parking, but I had no idea where the more parking was gonna come from. And so yeah, it's been a wonderful partnership. They, they've really been really good to us. I have some sense of how hard Cheryl's job is and how many hours she puts in. Uh, how hard is it to just start a soccer franchise at a beer hall? It, it's, it's hard. It's a lot harder than we thought it was gonna be because we all have jobs. So all of the founders actually have jobs. I had the most flexibility of the board because I work for myself, but everybody else, you know, they own bars and they work for nonprofits and things like that. So it, it was the constant, and it still is, right? It's just always there, right? You can't ever quite shut it down. So when we're talking about the holidays, I'd love to shut it down for the holidays, but last year during the holidays, I was approving our inaugural scarves, and if we didn't get them ordered by January 1st, they weren't gonna be here in time for us to announce the name, and um, we're signing players right now again, so then we're trying to figure out, okay, who goes first and where, and do we have their pictures, and so it just kind of never stops, and I never fully appreciated that until we started the team. Not only did you nail the setting, but I also thought that you nailed the gear. And soccer people love their gear. The color scheme, the, the logo, everything else. I mean, you made something that everybody's going to want who shows up at the games. Yeah, we're currently winning a national contest. There's a, um, a soccer blog called The Protagonist. And they started off in a 64-team bracket, and we are now in the quarterfinals. 
So we've been, our fans have been voting us all the way up for our crest. Um, yeah, we, the biggest thing was we stayed out of the way. We hired these wonderful female designers. We were very determined that the important parts of the team were going to have a female touch to it. And there are wonderful designers that have been shut out of sports. So the woman that designed our jersey, she, we, everybody was telling us, hire, the guy that just designed all the twins gear, right? Minnesotan, super great designer. He's designed a lot of soccer uniforms. So everybody was like, hire him, hire him. And we said, no, we want a woman. And so Cassidy Sapinski, who had worked for a little club in Madison, she designed our stuff. Another female designed our scarves. And a committee of three design, female designers designed our crest. And once um, we saw it, they presented eight to the board, and everybody knew that's where we were going. But it was a community ownership model, and we had 3,080 people that needed to vote. But within the first 24 hours, we, it was Aurora. Like, nobody else was even close. So, yeah, it's been amazing. I really, we're, we are working on a new design possibly for next year, and I haven't seen it yet, but I'm very excited. Anything else we should know right now about the franchise, the future, plans, anything? Um, season tickets will, renewals will start in January. Our schedule will come out at the end of January and uh, we're going to add some more seats. So we'll have more room for people. Uh, but otherwise, if you can't come to games, you know, w luckily we have broadcast partners, which has been amazing for a first year team. So you can watch us on TV, buy our gear, sign up for our newsletters, all the usual stuff. Yeah, I was so disappointed. I got COVID. I, I found I had COVID like the day I was going to go cover your, your, your last game. And it was, I blame it, you for the loss. Yeah, and, and you should. <laughs> yeah. I, it was my fault. Yeah. Uh, so I tried to, I covered off TV. It's never quite the same. I would no. have loved to have been there. Yeah. Uh, Cheryl, do you have any, anything you'd like to add? Any questions? Any thoughts? No. Just get season tickets to the Aurora. It's important. It's and important. We yeah. And we never played on the same night as the Lynx, by the way. Yeah, and that's important that's as well. That, that you can do both. really well. You can yeah. do both, supporting the women's teams. Yep. Yeah, no doubt. Yep. Well, even if you can't go, right? That's yeah. what we always right. say. Even if you can't go, you know, share it with somebody, that introduce them, and make sure that we, sp we spread the word about uh, how great women's sports are here in the Twin Cities. Well, listen, congratulations. It's been a blast to, to see the growth, and I know how hard you've worked at it, so I'm just very happy for you. Thank you, Jim. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I've been watching Whalen's team much. Uh, yes. Been uh, enjoying um, the, the nightly when we go, the, with the routine of the, the popcorn, uh, the hot dogs, the nachos, the ice cream. Um, that's For not, li Heather, that's not all me. That's my son. I'm supporting. I knew you were going to blame Oliver. His, it, it absolutely. That's, that's yes. all him. Uh, no, but we, we've had a chance to go over, and, it, and anybody that's had a chance to, to watch the Go for Women, uh, it's a really fun young team, and you can see on Lindsay's face uh, how much fun she's having coaching them uh, and going through these experiences with them, and, and um, it's, it's what coaching should be, and I'm glad she's experiencing that, that... You could tell that they really enjoy one another. Um, when you have that as a coach, that's what you're, you're always searching for, that utopia of where, you know, you get to just coach and try to guide. You know, they, they manage the, you know, the playing together and, and whose moment is it, you know, right now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to root for them. I'm going to do the best I can to, you know, again, to bigger picture is, is, is to win. And, um, it, it's a really good young group, and, and they're going to battle. Obviously, the conference play, you know, is, 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 uh, is upon us, and so um, that'll get really real. 
And uh, a lot of good lessons for the young players to, to go through and, and grow together in. And, and uh, I'm excited about the future. Yeah, and they have a number of players I love watching, but I, Braun is pretty special. Yeah, she you really sound like Kent Youngblood. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, I apologize for she's that. She's got her number one in the draft, uh, whatever year she's coming out. Well, I, I, just, I think she's tough. I yeah. mean, she's not only talented, she's, and battle's tough. I, I, I don't yeah. know. I just I like the way they play. And, you know, maybe they need another year or two to, to climb in the standings in the Big Ten, but I, I just love the way they play. They're a blast. Um, any uh, – I was going to ask you a question. I mean, you have – you're not from here, and you have settled here, and now you are – you know, you've taken on more and more responsibility in the franchise. Did you ever look around? Did you ever think, yeah, I don't know, the weather's getting to me, or maybe, maybe I should, you know, I should take the success and turn it into something else? Did you ever, were you ever tempted to look elsewhere? I think you always go through, um, you know, things that people don't know is sort of how the, you know, like the contracts work for coaches in a WNBA. Um, when I was hired to Minnesota, it was at a time when uh, longevity meant. Like, if you were an established coach, you got a three-year deal, um, three years in the, in the WNBA. And so um, I was not an established coach, and so I think mine was um, – I think they called it – it was a, a one-year with a club option. So it was supposed to be a two-year contract, but club option means it's a one-year contract. Um, but I was okay with it. I, I, I mean, I've never really been all that concerned uh, on that front. And, and so the longest I'd ever really – signed for was just a couple of years. Uh, it got to be where that was what I wanted. Um, and it was probably more, um, you're not necessarily looking around and think you want to be somewhere else, but you want to keep your options open. You want to, you know, make sure that you're in position to capitalize on an opportunity if, if that's what you wanted. And, and um, but it just seems that I keep signing here. And, uh, and I talked about the uh, five-year contract that I, that I just signed was the longest. So it feels like a real commitment on both sides, but that's what's changing in our league. Five-year deals were not had, uh, you know, in the beginning in the WNBA when, it, when in 1997, um, there was a lot of money for coaches and there was long-term deals and a lot of money was spent. And then, um, you know, six, seven years into it went the other way and they really, you know, became very expense-minded and, uh, you know, now we're kind of growing back, you know, back up and, and, uh, you know, longer, longer deals and uh, more positions in the WNBA, more standalone general managers, um, so separate G uh, GMs, coaches, more coaches uh, on the staff, player development. So it's really growing uh, again. And uh, I think exciting times ahead financially. Um, I really want this for Glenn and Becky. I, I want you know, their commitment to having a team here in Minnesota since 1999. Uh, the reason why that they brought it here, uh, I really want the valuation of a WNBA franchise to be so meaningful, and, it, and we're on the verge of that, uh, that he stuck with it, and he's really, he's going to see, um, you know, maybe something that he thought may never happen. And he's he's going to see a WNBA franchise that he owns uh, push towards $100 million, uh, in a, in evaluation. So how far away we are, I'm not sure, uh, but we're not far. That's great news. Uh, why don't we open it up for a quick Q&A, if anybody wants to come up and ask a question, just use the headset that is on the, uh, the stool over there. Brandon, we're good with that? Ready to go? You were cool. just waiting for your opportunity. That's right there. Yeah, okay, so, um, you know, we're all thrilled Brittany Griner came back. And she's gotten a lot of criticism 
people calling her un-American because she did not think they should play the national anthem at the sporting events. I spent 22 years in the military, retired. I think they should not play the national anthem at sporting events, just because this causes so much controversy. But one thing I really like that Lindsay has done is she plays Let Every Voice Sing, the black national anthem before the games, before the national anthem. Have you ever thought about doing something like that or would the WNBA allow it? We, we, we have done it in the WNBA. Oh. Uh, yeah, so it, it has been a part uh, of our league for a few years now. Uh, some teams do it uh, every game. I don't know that it's every team. Uh, there are... You know, and it's starting to get into the weeds of things that I'm not really familiar with, the, the game operations. Um, but it is an option. The league is very supportive uh, of that. And so I think, um, I don't know that it's in lieu of. I think, like you said, it's no, a, it's, yeah, it it's a polarizing issue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's a, that's, that would be important. And I don't necessarily know, I mean, I don't know that Brittany felt like it shouldn't be played. I don't know if players felt that. Um, but freedom to express... Um, whatever that means to you. Um, I military family as well, uh, but I certainly understand, you know, the impact um, of our national anthem um, that doesn't have the same meaning for everyone. Yeah, and I just, I never understood why kneeling was a problem. I agree. You know? Yeah. But it's, it's, it, it, and it's, you know, it takes, it takes looking outside of yourself. You know, you're a military, and so you could just say, this is the way it's supposed to be. It takes looking outside of yourself and considering other people. And that's a really hard thing these days, um, you know, to consider actually other, other ideas. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I think that was something that so many people easily forgot about the uh, Kaepernick controversy was that he was advised by a Green Beret, uh, Nate Boyer, that that was the respectful way to you know, state your, your views during the national anthem was yeah. taken knee. That was his, his offer on a respectful uh, way to do it. And that, that got lost pretty quickly. Uh, anybody else want to come up and ask a question? Otherwise, we, can, uh, we could also get, yeah, come on up. Come on up. And uh, Brandon, does it matter which one they use? Yeah, come right up. We do appreciate you all being here, by the way. Thank you. Yes, we do. Oh, hi. hi. My question is about your coaching staff, because I know when Planet left, I think there's a rule about you can have an additional coach if they're a former player. So are you guys looking at hiring another assistant coach? It's actually changed um, oh. when, when, no, but it's okay. Oh. I, I still like former players. Um, you know, I, it's, it's uh, when we, again, when we were talking about expanding the staffs, uh, we got a third assistant coach that was put back into um, the rules where we could go beyond the two. If that third assistant was a former player, they could sit in the front of the bench, on the bench. If you were not a former player, you had to sit on the second row. So uh, that was to encourage, obviously, um, growing you know, the, the opportunities for former players. And it's, I think it's worked. It's been wildly successful. We've got a lot of former players uh, on benches and getting head coach positions. And uh, so that's been great. So uh, we will be hiring uh, another assistant coach. Um, we've elevated uh, Rebecca uh, to the number two spot. Her and Katie are, are uh, kind of our lead, lead assistant coaches, and then they'll be mentors to a, uh, another assistant coach to be named later. Great. Thank you. Good You're question. Welcome. Thank yep. you. Yep. Thank you. Once again, we're live at Headflyer Brewing. If someone else wants to come up, ask a question, feel, feel, feel free to. Uh, live on, at Headflyer Brewing. Once again, thank you to our many sponsors, starting Rudy Luther Toyota, Successful Marketing Group.
All Energy Solar, TSR Injury Law, Realtor Cara Quinn, Head Flyer Brewing is hosting us tonight, and thanks, of course, to Livia sponsoring Cheryl Reeve's show. Yes. Your daughter's very nervous right now. Well, <laughs> hey, Coach. So actually, my question is focused, yes. you know, on the younger athlete. Yep. What do you, you know, you've talked, Rebecca, you talked about culture and, you know, intangibles and things that maybe don't show up in the stat box. What, what would you, your advice be for a 12-year-old girl uh, from your level? Like, what, what, what makes you special? What makes somebody special? Um, in your eyes, I know you value defense and, and all yeah. of that, but no, I, want I, you, no, but you I think answer. I think if if I were to go watch Olivia play, um, I'm going to have a feeling right away uh, the way that she carries herself in terms of uh, within a possession, the the passion that she's showing, um, her her willingness, like you know uh, when a play ends, how do I how do I interact with my teammate? I can see probably what Olivia is about. Uh, just by watching her movements on the court and interactions with teammates and coaches and situations when if when it didn't go her way, now she's young. Um, so there's you know there's probably room for room for some growth, but I suspect that um, the special ones it oozes off of them their love for the game. So if you watch Rebecca at the age of 11 or 12, I guarantee you that you you saw. Uh, what you still see today uh, when she picks up a ball and wants to go play. Like, there's an absolute love uh, for the game. And so um, that's what I want. I, and I, I say I always want two things, and I don't care what profession it is. Uh, I want somebody who's passionate about what they do. Uh, and then if they have an aptitude. Uh, so if Olivia's willing to work on her game and, and you know, you know uh, work on her shot, work on whatever it is, uh, work on a move, work on our ball handling. Uh, you couple that with passion, you can't help but be successful. Uh, and so that's when I travel around the country, that's what I'm looking at. I don't want somebody where, uh, and these are, these are true stories where I've had college coaches, when I'm looking at a player in the draft and they want to talk to me about their player, and they'll say, I know she looks like, you know, her body language isn't the best, but she's misunderstood. You know, you don't read too much into that. And as I know, I read everything into that. Um, and, and, you know, it's like, it's like anything in life when you walk up, you go to Starbucks and you get a barista who's, you can just tell whether they love what they're doing and they love being around people. And you can also tell when they don't, right? And it's, it's the same thing as, as when we're doing with, with basketball. You can tell. And um, I look for people that uh, I want to know how they did in school. Uh, I want to know because I think the balance. Uh, how am I doing, Dad? How am I doing? Uh, You're nailing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. But it is important, like, like you know, because it matters what you, what your your commitment, your attention to detail that it takes to be successful as a student athlete. Uh, that's really special that your ability to do that. Um, and I think that uh, you know when when that means something to you that you've got to manage your time as well as go work on your game, that means that's where you're getting into that love piece that you're willing to, to do both. And uh, I'm excited to see Olivia go to college and play college basketball uh, and then play in the WNBA. So oh, that's what we're, you know, no pressure, Olivia. Well, that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Coach. You're welcome. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> Anybody else? 
If not, we'll bring Gloria, Gloria up to talk about the event and, uh, and the purpose of the event. I, I also want to say that, uh, you know, I don't want us to ever just have this feel routine. Uh, we have, you know, a four-time WNBA champion head coach who's now also, you know, general manager, whatever the title is. You know, I, I don't want to make this title sound as good as Carly's, but it's up there. It's, Carly said it's a six-time WNBA good. champion. Yeah. Oh, well. She, she would trump you, Rebecca has she? five. Of course, Carly would only remind you that like once or Have twice a day. Have you ever heard day. the story why Rebecca has yes. five and not six and why Cheryl has six? Let's hear it. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> she wants us uh -oh. to bring Glory up. <laughs> Glory can come up and listen to the answer. It was in 2006. The Sacramento Monarchs were in town uh, to play the Detroit Shock where Cheryl was an assistant coach. Carly was running around selling tickets, and, and we sold out uh, Joe Lewis Arena, and uh, it was game five. And uh, while Rebecca gave it all she had, uh, the Detroit Shock won the championship, and it kept Rebecca from getting six championships. She had just five, just five. And Cheryl has six. <laughs> it's my favorite story besides the air airport one. Rebecca is... The, oh, and that's exactly right. So, that, <laughs> good job, baby. So Rebecca said the confetti part. So in, in 2006, so it was a, it was a five-game series. Uh, game four, uh, so we were down, and we had to win game four and five. We've done that a few times um, when Rebecca was with, the, with Minnesota. But we, we walked into the arena. Uh, what was the name of Arco? Was it Arco at the time? Arco Arena? Uh, the Maloofs the, were, were the owners uh, of the team, and they were particularly excited. They, they uh, I think, spoke before the game. And as we were warming up for the game, uh, confetti just kind of fell and, and just loosely fell. Not intentionally, but it kind of loosely fell. And it was a huge motivator for our players. Like, hell no, are we going to get confetti dropped on our heads uh, here tonight? Uh, and, and it was a really good game. The third quarter, not so good if you were a Sacramento Monarch fan. They held, we held them to just four points. Uh, went on to win game four to keep the series alive and then had a chance to, to win the big one at game five. It was so much fun. So much fun. So my question, Cheryl, would be, like, where'd you hide the ladder? Uh, I know you snuck up there and made that stuff well, fall. <laughs> I was going to say, who, uh, whoever it was got fired, I'm sure. The, who, who dropped the, they were, out, they were gone. They were gone. That's a good story. I hadn't heard that one before. <laughs> That's pretty good. Once again, we're really lucky to have Cheryl on the network willing to do a show. She ha has a crazy schedule, and she makes time for this. And when she doesn't make time for it, people like Rebecca Brunson pitch in. So we always end up just having a great show. This has been a blast to have to just get to work with Cheryl in any way. Uh, Lori, you ready to come up and, and tell us more about this? So uh, before Lori speaks, uh, we'll, I'll thank you again later. But I just want to thank everybody for coming out. Thank you so much. Thanks for supporting Cheryl, the links. Women's basketball, women's sports, and uh, if you listen to a podcast once in a while, that's great too. We really do appreciate it. And I just want to say thanks for the support of the Winter Wear Drive. It's been something that we just kind of got going. It wasn't, we didn't sit down and plan this out. It was just, hey, you want to do this? And, and it's just now we're in our seventh year uh, of doing this. And it's been pretty incredible uh, to think about. Um, you know, I always, I always, you know, we, when you have a little one, you know, you think of things differently. And, and I, I can't fathom um, you know, 6,000 youth, um, you know, being in that situation. So, um, 
echo what Rebecca said. If you, if you have the opportunity to, to donate, it's incredibly meaningful. Um, not only does it mean a lot to us, but obviously for the people that, that are impacted. And, um, you know, thank you uh, for the link uh, to, to be here and your support and facilitating this. And, and this is something that grew from, you know, Glory being in her apartment with hundreds of mittens and hats and boxing them up and taking them and, you know, and um, so it's, it's a, it's something that uh, I'm really proud of you for, and, and I'm just appreciative to have a chance to be a part of it. Aww, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you everybody. Um, yeah, this is, like she said, started in 2016 in my living room with a GoFundMe. I just got an email, and it said, hey, you know, we're looking for some donations. Um, we're hoping to get you know, about 100, we hope that, you know, if you guys can give. And so I was like, oh my God, my friends and I can do this. And so I just started like, hey friends, hey, you want to do this with me? This is what we got going on. So I started GoFundMe and just uh, hooked up with some people in a, in a bar one night and said, hey, bring some stuff. And then other people just gave to the GoFundMe. And then, then it went to the next year. And then it was just the GoFundMe. And then it was like, okay, this is getting big. I need some help. <laughs> and so I reached out to these folks who, who I was already a, a sponsor of the show and, and we're doing, y'all were doing some live shows. And, and so I said, hey, what, what do you think? And they're like, yeah, let's do it. And so um, the first year we did it with Rebecca and Bobby and um, that was so much fun. And we had that place was just, it was a small place and there were people standing in the corners and up on tables and Oh my God, that was so fun. Um, and so we've just increased being able to raise um, so much money every year um, in a short amount of time. And it's um, because you guys really care and um, it matters. And what like Beth was saying, you know, any given night here in, in Minnesota, there's 6,000 youth uh, that are homeless and uh, a good like 78 to 90%, depending on the studies, um, are BIPOC people. Um, and 40% of those, uh, the homeless youth, um, are identify as LGBTQ compared to three to five percent of general population. So you can see the disparity um, in these homeless youth here in the state of Minnesota. So it matters. And um, as I mentioned before, um, this is a very dangerous time of year, and these youth don't have anywhere to go. Some of them just have a hoodie on. Um, and they're out there in this sub below zero. Um, so your, your donations matter a lot. Um, and, and we're still going to go to next week. So if you want to get online and um, maybe get an opportunity to win one of these amazing uh, links donated uh, signed team basketball that also includes Sylvia Fowles' signature on there. Um, and um, that would be amazing. Uh, also, uh, I would like to say that um, Debbie Tufts, who is the general manager of Rudy Luther Toyota, um, she has helped out the last few years too and, and stepped up and said, yes, we'll donate some money and we'll also um, have a drop-off center here. So you can drop off any gear. So if you want to the rest of this week, uh, next week, um, drop off anything that you have and any kind of new great gear that you can drop off there, that would be huge. One last thing I want to say, um, you know, I think we don't realize here in Minnesota <laughs> how awesome we have it with the links. Um, we have an amazing um, now president of business operations and <laughs> head coach who, that's right, 
uh, <laughs> who who's who's been here in Minnesota longer than uh, any other coach in the league, right? In one location with one team. Yes. How easily. lucky are we? I mean, seriously, right? Okay. <laughs> lucky or unlucky, I've been, I'm here. <laughs> And not only that, then we have um, Carly Knox, who is the uh, president of business operations, who runs an amazing, award-winning, I want to say. Award-winning. Uh, yep, award-winning, uh, you know, uh, business office in the whole league. And so we are very, very fortunate here and I'm very, very fortunate to call them my friends and help and have their help in doing this. Not only did Carly provide these balls, but also um, the links um, have also donated to our cause. So thank you all every so very much. I really appreciate everything. And thanks, Jim. Of course. Thanks, Brandon. We love doing it. Thanks, Cheryl. I want to say I'm very fortunate to have all of you uh, in your support. It really means a lot. Uh, I know it seems like something small. I just went to a live podcast. Uh, but being supported uh, in everything that we do is, is uh, really special to me. Um, and, you know, when, when you do have opportunities and maybe other teams think about uh, maybe that, that they want your services. One of the things that I always think about was there's not going to be a place that's been better, that's treated me better uh, than what this community has treated me. So that's all of you that are here. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I did flash on one last thing I wanted to mention. We, had, we were talking about, uh, you know, kids playing basketball and, and you were giving advice and all that. I just flashed back on being a youth coach and parent and every time I walked in the Lakeville gym, it was called Lakeville then, now it's Lakeville North Gym, there was Rachel Bannum. Every time I walked in, she had a ball, she was dribbling between her legs, behind her back, shooting shot. I mean, uh, it was and look so, what she did, Olivia, look what she did. Yeah, and, and you know, she's made a life out of it, and, uh, and everybody loves her, and she was, she was the same, she's basically the same person now as she was back then. Just, you know, loves basketball, great person to be around, so... Yeah, and, and you could just tell, not only from the skills, but from the passion that she was going to be a player. Any final thoughts for us today, Cheryl? No, again, just drive home safely. I do appreciate you braving the elements, and, and we got it to stop, uh, and the roads were just wet. And so uh, it's a little bit colder now, so just be careful going home, and really appreciate all of you. So final round of thank yous. Once again, thank you to Head Flyer Brewing going above and beyond to host this show tonight. We really appreciate it. I know, you know, John Krasinski always raves about their beers, especially the It Was All a Dream, Juicy IPA. But you, you have the list here. Just all kinds of great stuff. And I see different drinks and different uh, foods on the tables. Great place to hang out. So thank you very much to Head Flyer. Thanks to all of our loyal sponsors. Again, Rudy Luther Toyota has been one of our primary sponsors for a long time. Glory's been supporting the show, you know, basically since the beginning. And, and this, is a, this is a great event. Uh, thanks to our producers once again, Brianne Burdett and Brandon Morton, who always hold this thing together. Uh, so, hey, thank you all very much. Please give yourselves a hand for coming out and supporting the show tonight.